coming for her, and I'll be coming for you too. Sure you will, and I'll be waiting. You are about to enter a world unlike any you've ever seen before, where rock and roll is king. The only law is a loaded gun. Where the beautiful see the show it's really good the brutal i want tom cody and the brave all meet from now on it's for real in streets of fire Universal Pictures presents Michael Paré, Diane Lane, Rick Moranis, and Amy Madigan in a Walter Hill film, Streets of Fire. Ready? Yeah. All right, go, Gogs. Welcome to Movie the Podcast. That's right, Movie the Podcast. It is the fifth week of August, but we did a grab bag, and uh, we watched a movie that I had never seen. Streets on fire, not to bury the lead, but my goodness gracious, sweet, sassy, molassy, what a film. Like, if I don't want to bury the lead either, but if you don't like this movie, then you could eat pubes because this yeah. movie fucking rules. It's a, it's a, like a wire to wire, just thrill ride of insanity in some sort of weird crime dimension that exists in two time periods. Oh, you're not in, you're not in on Facebook, but I said it takes place in the Batman, the animated series dimension. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, this is, it's wow. I don't know how I've gone, uh, through 36 years of my life without having seen this, but good night. Yeah. I've what got this film. movie in a weird duology with, uh, Brian De Palma's Phantom of the Paradise, which is a movie I think probably only TJ has seen. Yeah, that I can see it though. It's definitely like I even think like I mean we'll get into it later probably, but I feel like th- there is uh, there's some DNA between this and something like Wild Zero. Yeah, like, I, f- I feel like like they're not that far apart. Like there there's a lot of connecting fibers there. Uh, but yeah, but anyway, uh, all right. So yeah, we watched Streets on Fire, and I think we're gonna have a lot to say about it. Uh, all right, uh, what'd you watch this week? Uh, Sean. I didn't watch anything. Oh, shit. All right. Yeah. 
you did watch this movie twice. Hell yeah. Uh, pass the mic then. Gogs. Uh, I watched three films, one of which is tabled. Um, I watched, uh, let's start with, let's start with like something and get through real quick. I watched the, uh, director's cut, whatever special edition of aliens again, two hours and 35 minutes of one of the greatest sci-fi movies ever made. And I love every bit of it. And all the stuff they added, I feel like is makes the movie even better. I so, feel like our biggest fight ever is about the, the cuts of that movie, me and you. Yeah, probably. But yeah. I absolutely just I, I just I, I don't think I've ever seen what do they add? I, they I've add never, they add some stuff about Ripley's daughter, they add extra scenes with the crew coming out of uh cryo, they, they add, add the whole thing with Newt's family and Haley's hope beforehand, so you meet them. Um, yeah. I don't know how much I feel about it. I love it. I absolutely fucking love it. I can see why people wouldn't, but I love every bit of it. And uh, I'm just going to bring this thing, this weird thing up about uh, the Nostromo. Uh, the Nostromo in adjusted dollars, 57 years. Oh, wait a minute. Years. You're talking about, I'm sorry. I, I got fucked up. You're talking about the alien director's cut, not the aliens director's cut. No, I'm talking about the aliens. Oh, okay. So uh, the Nostromo, in according to the Whalen yutani Corporation, 57 years after it exploded in adjusted dollars was a cost of 42 million. The F 35, which the U S government is currently procuring goes for 80 million a plane. So you could have got your ass a whole entire starship <laughs> times two for the cost of one F 35. So let's, let's keep that in mind. Um, yes, I, let's, let's, <laughs> let's, let's ponder that. Let's pool our money together and buy ourselves an Astromo. Um, so, uh, I also watched Slither, which I haven't watched in years and years and years. Yeah. And wow, that's heard- so that's so weird. I'm literally scrolling through Tubi right now, trying to pick what I'm going to pick for this month, and the cursor is literally on Slither. I mean, I'll watch it. I'll watch it again. I forgot. I had seen it a long, long, long time the ago. The first time we watched it, we were living together in Colombia. Yeah, I think we got a bootleg DVD of it or something. Yeah, a long time ago. We watched, that. we watched that in Feast. Remember the movie? Yeah. Feast? Mm-hmm. I, I like do. Feast. I remember enjoying that movie. Wait, wait, wait. Which one was Feast? That was the one with Henry Rollins in that bar with the, the, the monster. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, his, like, and like, Henry Rollins' character's name was like Hero Protagonist or something like that. So, I can't remember, but yeah. Yeah, yeah I, it was I, surrounded I, by cannibals or something. I remember liking that movie. Yeah, actually, I do remember like that. I'm thinking of something else. Um, the uh, Slither is... Really funny, super fucking gross. Like it is. I I remember liking it before. I really enjoyed it on this viewing. It's fucking wackadoo and just like James Gunn silliness. I loved it. So and it's fun watching that after watching the Suicide Squad because in a lot of ways the power set of the alien from Slither is very similar to the power set of Starro. Um. So yeah, fun movie. Super gross. And then I also watched something that's with Alec and TJ, which is tabled. So I will pass the mic to TJ. Oh, boy. I watched something that I am probably going to make you all watch when my birthday comes around. I watched a movie that was so fucking insane. I'm shocked. I've ne- for one, I've never heard of it. And two, I never saw it. Uh, I watched a Sonny Chiba vehicle called the Wolf Guy. Um I wanted to watch something Sonny Chiba related because he just passed away uh, two weeks ago. We didn't. I forgot to mention him on the show. 
uh, Sonny Chiba, all-time Japanese legend, a uh, fantastic actor, Street Fighter, that whole series is great. Of course, American audiences probably know him as uh, Hanzo. Go, go 13. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I was going to say he was Hanzo in uh, the Kill, Kill Bill, Bill movie. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, this Wolf Guy movie is possibly one of the most insane movies I've ever seen. And this is insane by, like, Japanese standards. So Wolf Guy, it, Sonny Chiba plays what I thought was a private eye because they like he's doing all these private eye things. But then as he's having sex with a woman, he says he's a reporter and he's doing it for the story. But that's never brought up again in the whole movie. Um, it's a movie that seems to be like a stream of consciousness movie where they kept just throwing ideas and like, yeah, go with it. Uh, Sonny Chiba plays a reporter who's also the last member of a werewolf clan uh, that was slaughtered by the Japanese government. <laughs> um, he, he, uh, he's, he's referred to as a wolf and a werewolf, and they constantly talk about the, the lunar cycle, but he doesn't ever turn into a werewolf. He just has superpowers, like he can get shot, not killed. He's super strong. He fucks everybody because uh, he's like an animal. Like he like ha- can't stop himself from having sex with like every woman. Um, he's <laughs> he is investigating a murder where people are getting killed by a phantom tiger. The tiger is manifested after a woman who's gang raped by a rockabilly band. Uh, her she she gets addicted to heroin and her heroin addiction manifests itself into a psychic tiger that mauls her attackers. Uh, This is only about 15 minutes into this movie, and it keeps getting more insane. Um, Every woman that Sonny Chiba comes across, he fucks. (laughs) Um, In the the middle of this movie, Sonny Chiba is captured by the government, and they want to do scientific experiments on him and his werewolf powers. Um, That plot is also dropped, like, immediately... Then Sonny Chiba goes out into the woods to reconnect with his, like, lost land of werewolf tribe, and then is attacked by the Japanese government, and then the movie's over. It's amazing. Oh, this is all in the span of, like, 87 minutes. (laughs) This is, by far, one of the greatest movies I've ever seen. I could, I, like, it was... It it was enchanting. Like, I couldn't, like, I, I... Every time I was like, well, this can't... This is just... This is nuts. They can't do anything weirder than this. Oh no! Like, it, how, did, it, how did you find this movie? Well, I so I I was on Prime and I wanted to watch a Sonny Chiba movie, so I just put his name in, and Wolf Guy came up. But and and the the title and the cover intrigued me. You know what I mean? Like, how am I not going to watch a movie called Wolf Guy? And they still and they had the description of the movie. I was like, I got to see this. But it did that thing that's happened to us a few times where it's like, this movie is unavailable in your region or whatever. So I did a little Googling. I found out that Arrow put it out and I was able to rent it off of YouTube. Um, but, you couldn't push it through your VPN to redirect? Uh, I mean, I probably could, but I didn't feel like doing all that shit. Um, Hacksaws. I mean, I, I probably, yeah. It's a, I mean... Oh, something else that's kind of weird that I discovered through this whole thing is that, so I thought Shudder, the, the channel Shudder that I subscribe to, so they have they have a channel on Amazon Prime, and then they also have a app 
apparently the content that's on the app and the content that's on the Amazon Prime channel isn't one to one. Because they had, yeah, they had Wolf Guy on, um, they had Wolf Guy on their their own platform, but it wasn't on their Prime channel. And then I went on their website, and they're like, yeah, they're separate, and they require separate accounts. So I was like, oh, that kind of sucks. I didn't know that. But anyway, Wolf Guy. It's it's I I maybe won't be but it's probably gonna be my birthday pick. It, I love this movie to death. Um, and then I was reading a bunch of people talking about it, and they're like, it's a crime that Wolf Guy didn't turn into like a series of films. And I completely agree. Like it was just the most bonkers shit I've ever seen. And the fact that they, you know, they they don't they don't pussyfoot around him being a werewolf, but, like, I feel like Sonny Chiba was like, yeah, I'm not putting on fucking Lon Chaney makeup, dude. Fuck you. Like, we're just gonna say it a bunch, and then I'll just attack people and be, like, super strong. Like, yeah, that's fine. We're, that's that's werewolf enough for us. Like, I, I fucking loved it. Are, are people, like, are people just accepting these? Are, is anyone nonplussed about this, or is it just... Everyone is. Everyone acts like there's nothing weird about this at all. Like, in the entire movie, the fact that there's a psychic tiger. Oh, by the way, when when I, when uh, when you're introduced to this psychic tiger, I guess they couldn't get like a tiger attacking that looked realistic whenever they shot this. So they just have this tiger that's just like I assume they just shot it standing in a cage, looking completely like not afraid or scary or anything, and they just superimpose it over the frame. <laughs> it's like- it's it's amazing. What a fucking movie. Oh, also the soundtrack of this movie is fantastic. It's full of like I don't know, like sixties sounding like Japanese rock and roll. It's it's really good. I, I I can't say enough good things about Wolf Guy. And I think the full title is like Wolf Guy Lycanthrope Unlimited or something. Mm. It's something completely bonkers. But yeah, great movie. And I watched one other thing and it's tabled, so Alex. Uh, the only thing I watched was the tabled thing. Perfect. We did it. So, Lead us off. So we watched a movie called Vacation Friends. Yes. Starring Ooh. Sir starring Sir John Cena and Sir Sir Lil Rel Howard. <laughs> um it is excellent. Yeah, it, it was is really- hol- it is hilarious. It was very like funny. It's ridiculous how good it's not shocking because like Cena's showed that he has a little bit of range and he can be really funny. But man, this movie's hilarious from beginning to end. It's like nonstop. It's fucking great. I was shocked by it because I haven't seen a good comedy. I couldn't even tell you the last good comedy that I saw. You have like what's that? Haven't seen Good Boys, have you? Good Boys is Good Boys is excellent. Oh, no, no, no. I did see that was very good. That was the last one. But even that wasn't that like two years ago. That was like two years ago. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, that was good. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it was just it, like it had. It was. It was. It's funny because it's in like the exact sort of. It's in that weird niche of like a Meet the Fockers or uh uh. I'm oh, sorry, Meet the Parents or a uh, or a uh, um. Oh, crumbs! I was saying the other day. Uh, the uh, the Paul Rudd movie. Uh, I love you, man. Like it's yeah. got like it's got it's got like nice like it's got like nice heart and it's kind of fun but it's there's no real the bad guy in the movie is the guy's own perceptions of 
you know, it's like him dealing with himself, which I like. It's really good. And John Cena is just like so fucking lovable in this movie. Yeah, he's he's really good in the movie. He's it's it's very funny. Like I I I really enjoyed it. Like I was really surprised at how much I liked it. But John Cena like can do no wrong, really. Like he's just great, and he's got so much charisma. And like I don't know, he's just he's just like infinitely likable. I don't know if there's any jokes in the movie that didn't land either. Like all the jokes were like they hit the mark. They were they were they were well delivered. They were well timed, and they were fucking funny. There was nothing that was just like cringy or like ugh. Yeah, nothing. It wasn't like reinventing the wheel either. Like I feel like you've seen this style of comedy a thousand times, but it was just it was well done, you know. And also, it wasn't filled with a lot of like. I don't know, like, this shit that I see in a lot of, like, comedy stuff nowadays where it's, like, trying very hard to be, like, current. It just felt like a movie that was trying oh, to be yeah. funny. Like, it wasn't, wasn't trying to be of its time. There wasn't, like, so like, it wasn't like that kindergarten cop movie where they were, like, they, there's no, like, pronoun jokes in this movie or something. Yeah, there wasn't, like, the whole thing wasn't done with, like, people wearing masks for COVID, right? I imagine it was shot, probably, the whole thing was shot during COVID. You know, Alec made a good point. They might have had this shelved for a little bit. You never know. Oh, that's a good point. But, yeah, I don't know. It was good, though. I thought it was really funny. And what's his name? The guy from Get Out. I forget his name. Laurel, ha- Laurel Howery? He was Howery? Lil, Lil, Little Rel Howard. Little Rel Howard. He was very funny. I thought he was very good. He was very, like, Kevin Hart. He, he felt like... He felt like they they wanted Kevin Hart. They couldn't get Kevin Hart, but I that's why it was a Hulu release and not <laughs> yeah, a yeah. not a wide release. But I but he, I thought, but he, I but he fucking he, he nailed it. Like he was I great. Thought, I thought he did a good job. He played, he played like stuck up, uptight. Like he played that real well. His the woman that played his uh, fiance slash wife was a smoke show. Yes, like it's it was. It's just a ton of fun. It, um, highly recommend. Put, put that on the DVD box. Ton of fun, says Gods. Yeah. It's a it's a it's a good time romp. Yeah, lady, uh, lady, lady is a smoke show. Whoever she is, female lead, <laughs> Yowser. Female lead <laughs> is a smoke show. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah. So yeah, go watch Vacation Friends. It is a very uh, watchable movie that's on Hulu right now. And it doesn't hurt that it's yeah it's yeah it's a Hulu movie, so it's not like you know you know you don't you know, there's not a lot of commitment to it. No, and you can definitely watch this in the background while you're, you know, jacking it, masturbating, or I don't know, painting your Warcraft forty k figures or whatever the fuck you do. Yeah, you'll get you'll get all you you'll pick up all the salient points. (laughs) Yeah, yes, exactly. Um, All right, let's get into our feature presentation. I feel like this synopsis is going to be rather fast. I don't know. Yeah, this whole show might be over in twenty minutes. Like, I don't know how we like. It's already been over twenty minutes. Fine. Then, well, we got two minutes still. We can cram this whole thing in two. Um, uh, who wants to do? Alec, you want to try this? Like, um. <laughs> so take one teaspoon the Warriors, mm. one cup Batman the Animated Series, as per Sean. Um. I don't know. Two tablespoons of the the Back to the Future Two future where everybody's wearing neon. <laughs> get it real wet. Get a bad or a, not a good actor in the lead spot. 
but almost he's almost perfect for it because of his wooden delivery of every line. Add uh, two shakes of Rick Moranis, uh, uh, like jigger, uh, a jigger of uh, Diane Lane, mix it all together, and put it in the oven on 400 for 25 minutes, and you get yourself a certified banger of a movie. I like, oh, God, I like I'm glad Alex, you liked it. I was worried. I like, I like Alec recipe nopsis. Like, that's the <laughs> solid. I, uh... I, I, I still couldn't get over the uh, like alpha males um, Rick Moranis that you get in this movie. Like he's, 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 he's an alpha male, even no, no, the women. Like a, are yeah. alpha males. <laughs> I mean, Rick Moranis is a real beta alpha, but he is still trying to be alpha. This movie is like if toxic masculinity was just put to film, and it's somehow glorious because of it. You got fucking Willem Dafoe running around in patent leather hip waders to play a Willem card game in his crime. Uh, hotel Willem factory wherever the, he lives has the uh, Montgomery Burns Dracula hair. Yes, yeah. he does. <laughs> like this he, movie uh, is. Diane so... Lane might be seventeen when this movie was filmed. Yeah. She's nineteen. You know what's funny? Like I, I people talk about how people used to look a lot older back in the day. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, Michael Pere is 26 in this movie. And he looks like he's 58. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the basic plot of this movie is there's uh, a there's a music there's a musical act, and then Willem Dafoe Donkey Kong kidnaps her. <laughs> yeah, Michael wow, Pere that's... gets Michael Pere gets a telegram from the Swedish woman who I thought was Puerto Rican in the Warriors, who is his mm-hmm. sister. Comes back, slaps everybody around, takes 10 grand from Rick Moranis. Hooks up with a, like an adorable Amy Madigan, who you think is going to be played as a lesbian, but is not. Uh, he says he can get them out without killing anybody, and proceeds to kill at least thirty people. Yeah. He, kills, he doesn't kill people like the way Batman doesn't kill people. <laughs> yeah, it, it's just followed into his logical conclusion. Yeah. Then everybody's he's, really. He's got, he, they fell asleep. They're all sleeping. <laughs> um, Jesus, Louise. No, he. Uh, Jesus, Louise. Uh, they take advantage of some black folk, and then Bush and one is uh, was it was, was Robert, Ta- Robert Robert Townsend? Townsend. Yeah. yeah, and uh, Bubba Gump. And Bubba yeah. Gump. Grandel, yeah, Grandel Bush now a two-time Mohole alum after his turn as uh, Balrog in the Street Fighter movie. And three times because he was in Free Jack. Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah, Grand Old Bush really kicking ass. Uh, it does. And then, um, uh, what is it? Tom Cody, who is Michael Prey, has the the most beautiful post nut clarity in movie history, <laughs> and, and decides he can't run away with Diane Lane uh, because he has to settle his hash with Willem Dafoe. And then the rest of the movie takes place in Ellen Ames' mind palace because he punches her. So hard, she must be dead. Yeah, or he knocks like, her clean the fuck out. <laughs> it's like Brazil. Yeah, everybody's really mean to each other, and then the movie ends. Yeah, um, it, this movie is absolutely amazing. Like it, it the beginning of this. Well, it, it's funny, right? Because this movie is all beginning. Like it's like yeah. they, they don't. There's never. It, it just starts and it never really stops. Like it's just. It's just all. It, it's all like the going down part of a roller coaster. Like 
Well, you can tell that, like, the movie's propulsive because, like, 80% of it takes place on or in vehicles. Yeah, vehicles are continually trying to ditch or hide or replace. This movie's so insane, they spent a million and a half dollars on a giant tarp to cover the entire set so they could shoot nights at daytime. Is that right? Wow. Oh, Lord. (laughs) I I do love the look of this movie, though, because you can tell it's all a soundstage, but it looks, like, really cool. Like, it's very stylized. wet. Well, the whole city's underneath the L somehow, which is yeah. fucking insane. Um, I, uh, can we talk about Michael Prey for a minute? Because I think his performance in this is like genius, but I can see why a lot of people would not like it like at all. Because he's like, he kind of looks like Tom Hardy, but he's this weird mukbang of like Lee Marvin, Robert Mitchum, and like... He's uh, like every, every like drag, he's got like a dragnet kind of like delivery, like that 50s tough guy, like well, all the way home yesterday, TJ and I were talking about he's he's like Rex, he's from the Rex Banner dimension. It's like everybody's like, you goddamn bitch, get out of here. (laughs) It's awesome, it's it's fantastic. Fucking slaps Bill Paxton, or Bill Paxton gets slapped around and gets took for two bottles of liquor. He gets slapped unconscious. (laughs) Bill Paxton, who has like the greatest pompadour I've ever seen, he looks like fucking. Hammerhead from Spider Man in this movie. <laughs> I like there's like this movie's wild because like a woman, presumably an incredibly famous performer, is literally snatched from the stage by a posse of leather bound bike toughs, and the cops yeah, are like, and, "Say and la the, vie," the and then yeah, yeah. or like one of those like hyper masculine slash incredibly queer like biker oh yeah yeah, that's going one way it's like it's like uh, it's hawaiian shirts it's going one way or the other this viewing of the movie there there's a scene back at the the biker gangs with the trans dancer okay so i thought that i thought that dancer was a man Every yeah, time I'm confident I watched, it was a woman. Every time I watched this movie until the last time I watched this movie where I actually think it was a, a woman. I'm not it sure. is a woman, and I only know because I had to look it up because it, it's the body double for Jennifer Beale in Flashdance. No shit. Yeah. yeah. I was into whatever whatever that was. I was very... But yeah. I, I've watched this... I've seen Yikes. This movie. Yeah, I always I've, assumed I've, it was a boy. Yeah, the 20 I've, other times I've seen this. I've seen this movie a thousand times. I thought it was a boy every single time. And I was like, And what wow. a boy. <laughs> um, it, it's insane. Like, I can't, I can't explain how insane this movie is. Also, the music in this movie is fantastic. Like, so everybody looks like it's the fifties, but the music isn't the fifties. It's straight eighties. Like it's like it's it's. I, I heard somebody once describe this movie as a fourteen-year-old boy going into puberty in nineteen eighty-four. Like, it's yeah. like... <laughs> the whole thing, like the whole movie we were watching, was like this. Like this entire movie is just that one scene from where Sam Rockwell's handing out cases of cigarettes from yeah. turtles. Like that's yeah. this entire it's, universe. Like it's, it's also just, got a lot of crow in it or the crow a has lot a lot of, of crow. this. Yeah. yeah there's there. If, I, I, that's a, yeah, exactly. I, I was like, whoever made the crow name escapes me. Alex Proy is, I'm sure that they saw this and that, that would had to be a heavy influence. Like this movie. And like, so like this woman, it's like, imagine if like a, I don't know, if like a Madonna, but let's just say you know someone. Yeah. Oh, how, oh, well, how old are you, guys? Cardi like, B, Cardi, like, I got Joan Jett, got <laughs> just taken from the state. Like, I'm, trying, I'm talking about level of fame, right? 
Yeah. Their own jet stolen from the stage. Cops don't give a shit. One man blows up a, a gang's hideout, and there's a dragnet cast that is blocking off streets. And, the, and the rationale for all these things is just so it's that there's two towns. There's like the evil town where the bombers <laughs> reside, and there's Pleasantville where there's only Rick Rossovich and the other cop, and that's it. And and, and then it's got to be uh, yeah, the guy Bill pa- from, it's Bill Paxton. The guy from Top Gun is one yeah. of the cops. Yeah. It's Bill Paxton and his well-regulated militia. Of, well, how about uh, when Ed Begley shows up in yes. fucking uh, Tom Waits drag? Was Tom Waits busy this weekend or something? <laughs> yeah. Like, I realized the Ed Begley Jr. character should have been Tom Waits. <laughs> Well, yeah, I was saying, yeah, I, I thought Michael Perry should have been James Remar, but, you know, what are we going to well, do? Well, it also could have been Michael Bean. Like, it's like that character and Kyle Reese are very close together on the color they even, wheel. They even dress very similar. Like, I felt like, you know, Kyle Reese has got that, like, army jacket. Bro, Wait. that fucking, that chinos and fucking sleeveless shirt suspenders <laughs> fit he's got oh is dripping. In the <laughs> of the movie, when he literally slaps that bomber guy, like, out, like he like smacks them. Well, no, he ta- he slaps him. He takes the knife from him, slaps him, gives him the knife back, and then slaps him again, <laughs> and then destroys his sister's diner. Oh yeah, no, he put he put three different guys through three different panes of glass. Like he also, could've... like this movie takes place in some like alternate dimension, like Fallout or something, because Amy Madigan comes and she's like, I ran out of wars, plural. Yeah. So like, I don't know if we're at war with China or whatever at this point. But, like, that's kind of a Walter Hill thing, is that, like, weird heightened reality, like, unstuck yeah. in time. I'm not sure, like, what this world they live in actually is. Yeah. Walter also, Hill also directs uh, what I assume is Goggs' favorite movie, Last Man Standing, that uh, Bruce Willis retelling of San- or Yojimbo. That's actually pretty good. I've never seen that movie. I, I really? saw that, I saw that movie it. when it came out, like, to video. I haven't seen it since. I am but, shocked you haven't seen that. Now movie. I feel like I need to see it, so I will. Yeah, uh, you would love it. I will make it. I'll make it a point. I'll make it my homework. It was back when Bruce Willis still cared about acting. If I, God I remember, bless. I remember that movie's not bad. Yeah. Um, yeah, but the music is fantastic. I didn't realize that. Um, I can dream about you is actually original to this soundtrack. I had no idea. I thought they were just covering it. Yeah. That that song bangs. Yeah, <laughs> that's. That's probably the most famous thing about this fucking movie. Yeah, I was going to say, the song probably made more money than the movie did. This was a tremendous bomb. Uh, speaking of uh, songs, Alec found a fun uh, a fun fact when he was looking up the production of this movie. Alec, you can tell the, the, the Springsteen thing. The, the, the guy, uh, I forget, Jim Steinbeck or something, was the guy who like was the music supervisor. And he kept talking to the producers, and they were so convinced they'd be able to get the rights to Streets on Fire from Springsteen that they were just going to use that as the like end song. And then like it just kept getting closer and closer, and they realized they they there's no way they were going to get the rights. So they told the guys they they're like we need you to write a song in like two days. <laughs> so I ended up just cramming and writing. Not I can dream about you with whatever the other song no, was the that one, she played yeah, at the end. Yeah, the oh, very, uh, very what, end. It, what it is to be young. Whatever. Uh, I think song, so. Yeah. The song that's not I need a hero. Yeah, yeah, it sounded like I need a hero, but it's not. Um. Yeah, they were like they just kept telling him, "No, nah, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. We're gonna get streets on fire." <laughs> Springsteen was like, "Fuck you." 
Well, yeah. apparently this movie was supposed to be a trilogy, but it did not oh, end up yeah. being the same. That's a shame because I would have loved. Yeah. I would have. I want. More I would eaten up two more of these. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And then this movie's like, there's not an ounce. There's not an ounce of fat on this movie. It is just like all gas, no brakes. Like from oh, the like, jump, insanity. It's so like bizarre like everything's so stilted almost like a fucking like it's like almost like a lynch movie like when the um the cop delivers that bizarre monologue to fucking uh oh yeah, to Tom yeah. Cody where he's like if you know you do one thing you can do this one thing and it's just like what and then the entire town comes to this sledgehammer fight <laughs> mobbed up I fucking forgot like, the fucking sledgehammer fight <laughs> like this is a legit there's about a trillion cuts in that yeah. sledgehammer fight well they gotta edit the movie to the soundtrack like it's insane like how fast this movie is like I don't know between the uh, last movie last week and this week we've watched two faster movies on this show. Yeah, yeah, these movies just, and they're both basically musicals. Yeah, and they Which, like fucking. I, I love that they don't waste any time like with backstories or like oh he's got a trap. Nope, it's like nope, we gotta get nope. this broad. I was talking with TJ on the way. I was like, I was like, Willem Dafoe's motivations are never explored. He's like just wants to tire to the he bed and make out with her for two weeks. Yeah. yeah. Which I guess is you know, based, I guess. I don't I mean, know what to if, do. If this movie came out now, it would be two hours and 45 minutes long. Would yeah, there be well, flashbacks? It would, it would, it would open with Defoe's childhood and why this matters to him. And then you'd probably see Amy Madigan in her wars. Uh, you'd see oh. Diane Lane at her voice coach's house doing it's, something. I mean, it's just so great, the dialogue. Like, Madigan, like... Everybody just has fucking men's dialogue from the sixties. Like, ah, if you point that thing out, I gotta use it to you, blah blah blah. <laughs> she is she is so good in this movie though. She's like <laughs> a perfect like sidekick, like set like like witty and fucking snappy. She, she kicks a pile of ass. Oh, she's so good. Well, apparently they wrote that uh that part for a man. Like she came to read for the sister. And then she's uh, looking at the script. She's like, I like this part better. And they're like, oh, fuck it. We don't give a... I'm, I'm fucking... Up. Like, I think it was a Walt Hill. I don't give a fuck about anything. Let's do it. <laughs> uh, she, like, she fucking walks in. Like, she, she like, sort of seduces her way into, like, the gang clubhouse. And oh, then, yeah, like, yeah. Then, like, draws down on the dude and cold cocks the fuck out of him with a 45. I was like, this How is How about when Willem awesome. like, walks out of a raging inferno... That gives him an accent, and then for he just walks, one scene. Then he walks back <laughs> in, like when he's done talking to Michael Paré or whatever. He walks back into the fire. Somebody that plays as rough as I do, yeah. Well, maybe you're lucky. I'm lucky. Well, maybe I am. Like it's, I fucking <laughs> love this shitty, weird, stilted dialogue in this movie. Like so, like I, this movie's so perfect, and it's just like batshit absurdity. I also love that it's like he says Will Defoe's character Raven says, Oh good, Raven I've been working Shattuck is this Raven guy's name. He's like, I've been working on these for a while. And he just pulls out two sledgehammers. Like, how long have you been working on just two sledgehammers? <laughs> well, you would be so exhausted. And he, yeah, yeah. And he's got and his then, like he, he's got his like branded bombers air horn that he summons. Everyone, like they're just waiting in the wings. Like, like when you've heard all of those things rumbling up, like, did they push their bikes there? Like, what's happening? And also, shout out to the only other movie I've ever seen Lee Ving in 
because yeah. he was Mr. Body in Clue. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. He, and he is not Sean Penn in this movie. He's also, and he also uh, singer, he's I was say, he, he, he got punk rock music banned from Saturday Night Live for about 30 years, which is like, if you've never seen that fear performance of I Love Living in the City on SNL, treat no. yourself. Because oh. <laughs> they brought all their people with them and they fucked the place up. Nice. Wait, 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 wait. Um, Lee Ving is a punk guy? Yeah, he's the lead singer. You think that's fear. his Christian name? <laughs> like, that's I did. All the... I, <laughs> I, I thought it was like Nick Kerr. Like, I thought they, no. just, they just made a mistake. <laughs> no, it's uh, it's like back when, like, all those guys had names like Captain Sensible and uh, Frank Discussion and shit like that. So, wait, who was he? The, who was he? What band was he? Fear. 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 Okay, I'm going to look this awesome. up. I'm sorry. Love, living, living in the, in the city. city. Yeah, it's a great song. Oh, wow. Um, okay. Great band. Yeah. Um how great is the shot where the biker get where the bombers come in yes. and they're like they cut back to it and all you see is like these shadows coming through the exit doors until the song oh god damn this that was, was awesome. A, it was brilliant. Like it was all and it's like so ominous and like menacing. It's I, wonderful. I think too, like I mean this movie thank god that doesn't have the stupid comic book panel tra- uh transitions that the warriors does the the new version but like this, really again is like a comic book movie. Like it's it's not based on a comic book, but it feels like a comic book, like in the best way possible. Well, he said he wanted to make a comic book movie, but he says he he didn't like any comic books, which is a bizarre statement. Uh, yeah. uh, I mean, it seems like he would love them because like this seems like I I feel like this story seems like even the way it's like put together and told like seems yeah. like a comic. Well, I'm telling wish... TJ and Alec, it's like it's like Dwight from Sin City coming back home to write yeah. songs. Yeah, for sure. It does. Yeah, that's a great point. But that's also... I almost wish Marvel would buy this movie and just call it the Nomad from the 90s movie so everybody will see it. Because, like, this is, a, this is like a... Um, have you guys seen Diner before? The movie yeah. Diner? Yeah, I'm not. I remember when they give the fiancé the Baltimore Colts trivia yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, thing. This is like that for me. It's like if I show this to somebody I'm dating and they don't like it, I'm like, oh, this ain't gonna work. Yeah, like, I, I, it's it's uh, a little depressing for me how many movies I have. Like, like Jaws is like that for me. If somebody doesn't like Jaws. Then who doesn't yeah. like Jaws? I've met people, Ugh. but I, like I don't I I don't know why somebody wouldn't like at least like Jaws a little bit. I can understand why people wouldn't like this movie, but I don't condone it. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's, how, that's exactly how, you know what you know what that's exactly how i feel about big trouble in little china like i get why you wouldn't like it but i will not yeah. suffer it i will not no. suffer the fact I, that you don't I like don't, it i don't know if i've ever met anybody that didn't like big trouble in little china. i have i've what been a asshole oh, ass yeah <laughs> ass. <laughs> ass. all right uh five knuckle shuffle time i guess <laughs> i mean i i think i already know uh, Alec. Uh, it's a nine. Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I enjoyed it for the most part. I enjoyed probably like ninety five percent of it. Um, there's just a bit after they after uh they make their way back to Capital City, and uh, <laughs> before the final fight between Willem Dafoe and uh Billy Cody or whatever. There's just there's just a little bit of like lag there, yeah. And I mean, the movie's only what an hour and like thirty two minutes, yeah. yeah. So I understand that they have to have a certain runtime for it to be considered a, an actual feature, but there's just a little bit of drag there that I kind of 
my mind wandered a little bit and I was playing on my phone. Yeah. But I picked it back up again. As soon um, as he punches her out. Yeah, when he punches his girlfriend out. Which <laughs> that's like the punch that killed Apollo Creed. Like, <laughs> she decks her. It's not like just what he needed to do to knock her out. He's just yeah. like, I got I got one 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 uh power to my punches. He should have he should have like, Roman Reigns like cocked his fist first. Yeah, he just... he's got there's the right way, the wrong way, and the max power way, and that's all that you're getting. <laughs> wrong, the wrong way, but fast, faster. faster. Well, like the punches in the fucking fight with the are some of the meatiest punch. He punched the foe two thousand times. Then <laughs> the part where like that's, yeah, yeah, with the and then at like, the very oh, end, yeah, he do- he he doesn't. He just pushes him down. Instead of instead of beating him to death, yeah, he just like is like, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, done, with, I'm here, done with Nancy. You. <laughs> oh my god! As Bill Paxton and his uh his gang of wild boys all gunned up or just watching. They all have uh, lever action rifles. They just flooded the streets and they all just racked them at once. Like it was like it looked like a civil war firing lineup. <laughs> like they were just gonna go at. Like it was like oh my god. All right, so nine. Uh, who's next? Uh, you. Uh, it's a ten for me, dog. I uh, love this movie. I've loved this movie for a long time. This is a movie that I've definitely. Uh, it had to explain to people. I'm like, I and it's like a movie I've. I used to own on DVD, but that DVD got all fucked up. And I think it's one of those movies. They just released a Blu-ray of this, didn't they, Sean? Shop yeah, Factory. yeah, it's a uh, Where are you yeah. at? Because the old. The old cover is fucking whack. It's like yeah. an out of focus photo. Yeah, it's one of those movies that you probably walk past in the video store back in the day, and you're like, "That looks like dog shit." I'm not watching that. Um, but I love this movie. Like, I think it's it's completely unique. It's fun. The fucking music is great. Uh, young Diane Lane is like incredibly hot, even though it possibly makes me a pedophile. <laughs> um, I mean, whatever it happens. I don't think that's what did it. Well. Yeah. Um, but I love, I love this movie like a lot. I think this movie, like, I don't know. I, Walter Hill is a kind of a, I feel like an underrated genius. Like I, I just, he made like a style of movie that like no one else even tried to make. Like these just very like watchable, like insane, just movies that are trying to have like as much fun as possible. And I loved it. Love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. Uh, Sean. Uh, yeah, this is like a 10 plus for me. This is like one of my all time favorite movies. It's, I'm sure we, I feel like we brought this up on the show like a thousand times, this movie specifically. Uh, it's the, the classic Xander Cruz. It's going to kick so much ass. You'll probably go blind scenario. Oh, like, yeah. Alex, right? It does have a bit of a sag after uh, Michael Bray's like, I don't need your goddamn money, you fucking beta bitch and throws <laughs> yeah. it all over the place yeah. out of the, the drawer the dresser that only contains a ten thousand dollar stack there's nothing <laughs> that's right the dresser. That God's mentioned that. yeah he opens it up and it's like it's, it's just, not even like u.s currency it's like franks or something yeah. it's some bizarre paper money it's confederate money this is what happened the south won the war yeah. oh that yeah there's a great, uh, like Ernie Hudson type, uh, if, if there's money in it, we'll believe whatever you want kind of thing, where it's like, hey, man, nobody told us what to do on the bus. And Amy Madigan, like, pops both straps and he's like, 
but we'll take you wherever you want to go. Yeah. <laughs> like, and then they, that even gets tied up with uh, them getting exploited by Rick Moranis as well at the end of the movie. Yeah, right, right, like, yeah. What is it? He's like, oh, we're going to be rich. He's like, yeah, rock and roll forever. Whatever the mega dude says. I fucking love this movie. Like, it's it's so much fun, man. Like, it's like, oh, yeah, I there's a reason why we have this podcast, because we like movies, because sometimes they're pretty awesome. And, uh, man, I just like I'm glad it's got like kind of a cult following now. It's just, oh man, uh, it's got everything I want. It's like a, a stupid noir movie, kind of, and it's also like a sort of a Blade Runner, and it takes place in the post-apocalypse, possibly, and like it's got a lot of managed boy ladies in there. You know how I love that shit, and Hell like yeah. it's, uh, no, this movie fucking <laughs> you do, rules. You do love your uh, I, Ruby Rose. I do. That dancer could have been Ruby Rose, and Amy Madigan. Uh, it's like, what's up, Butch? Rick Moranis playing an asshole, which like, when are you ever going to see that? We don't want no skirts in here. That that scene where he just keeps like hurling insults at her is so fucking funny. Like, Dude, that, the scene where she goes to and she's with Bill Paxton and she's like, why everywhere I go, they gotta be an asshole. Like, I just love all the fucking dialogue in this movie. Yeah, like, so a cool. lot. When uh, Tommy Pickles gets picked up by <laughs> Ellen Aim, that's yeah. that's Tommy Pickles' voice. No way, really? Yeah, that woman. Yeah, she's also one of the Powerpuff Girls. I forget what her actual name is. But it's like, yeah, come on, Spike, we're gonna do it, aren't we, Spike? Oh, it's, not, it's not Tara Strong, isn't it? No, 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 it's a different one. But uh, and Ellen Aim's so disaffected. She's just like, yeah, whatever. I don't write the songs. It's like, but you make them your own, right? Yeah, whatever you say, kid. Like, I think this movie <laughs> fucking rules. Uh, it's a ten. Like, this is one of the my favorite movies we've done on the podcast. It's with there with Repo Man and fucking uh, maybe it's like the eighties, I guess. Yeah, he's pretty great. I could go on forever. God, uh, it's going to be a nine for me as well. Making this they certified, certified good ass movie. Gogs, <laughs> uh, I'm going to need you to record a drop so I can. Play uh, it. I will do so. Uh, yeah. This is I don't know what I was expecting. It was not this, but God, <laughs> How could you? <laughs> yeah, this is like yeah, this is this is no one expects the Spanish Inquisition. Like this was like. This movie is bonkers, but it's like it's the it, it toes the line in being just insane and kind of amazingly sort of like it's like bad sort of, but on purpose. But like it's not as a result. Like it it walks that fine line of just being like you just want more of it. It's it's awesome and it's 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 rowdy and you've never what I can't think of. I mean, we've seen these other movies that I feel like may have been influenced by it or at least take place in the same crime dimension, but like. I've never seen anything like this. This is fucking bonkers. It's um, kind of one of a kind. I mean, it really is. Like, like I, the setup yeah. for this, it, and I'm looking. At, I'm looking right now at the at the collectors, mm-hmm. the Shout Factory Collectors Edition Blu-ray or whatever, and it it actually sums it up very nicely on the cover. It says a rock and roll fable, which also you know says what? That's in the beginning, beginning of the movie. movie. Oh, does it say that? Oh, yeah. I missed. Yeah. I must have been. I must have been eating a sandwich. But like that makes <laughs> it was a good. It was a delicious it was a sandwich. sandwich. It was um, very good. But that makes a lot of sense. It's told like like a fucking fa- it's a rock and roll fairy tale, and it's yeah. in it's like it's like what uh, Reverend Horton Heat tells his kids at night before they go to bed. Just, <laughs> what a like, reference! Like it's just rockabilly silly, and it's so much fun. I'm thrilled to have seen this movie, and I'm. 
Thank you for suggesting it. This was rad. Finally, a good grab bag movie after I butt fucked the last two. <laughs> yeah. Um. So so next month, what what is the official title of next month, Alex? To be or not to be. Okay. Does anybody have an objection if I go first? I have a pick. No, I don't. And I'm very excited for y'all to watch because I feel like I've been talking about this movie for five years. Uh, oh, can I guess? Yes, you can. Hardcore Henry. No, but damn, that's a good idea. Is that on there? That is on there. I have a list of six <laughs> movies that I'm trying to decide between, and that's one of them. No, that's my a pick will be good ass idea. That is a very good idea. My pick will be Last Man Standing because it is on Tuesday. Oh, good. Hell yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> do you want a second guess? I have talked about this movie a lot. Give me a hint. It's is it uh, Blade of the Blade of the Immortal? No, but that was my second choice. That is it um? The one where everybody turns into a frog and they get stabbed under the table. What the fuck is that movie? You Yakuza Apocalypse. Yeah. Yep, is it that? It. Hell yeah. Yakuza Apocalypse. <laughs> one of the most batshit insane movies I've ever seen. At one point, a Yakuza boss decides that she she's tired of all her dead Yakuza, so she's going to plant their dead bodies in the ground and hope that they grow into new Yakuza. That is Spoilers. a <laughs> Yeah. Uh, it's awesome, um, and it's on Tubi. Uh, Tubi, by the way, has a a large amount of Takashi Miike movies. They have Blade of the Immortal. They have Thirteen Assassins. They got Itchy the Killer. They got Audition. They got One Miss Call. They got Harry Carey. They got First Love. They got Tubi. They- Tubi has a shocking amount of stuff that I'm interested interested in watching. Yeah, that that Takashi like, Miike's first love is really good. I watched that was like one of my top movies last year. Yeah, I, yeah, and that's like good. Like that's like a just a good movie. Like Yakuza Apocalypse is. I'm picking it because it's absolutely fucking insane. First Love is like a legitimately like. Oh, we watched three good movies in a row. I don't know what we're gonna do. I don't know how everybody's gonna react to <laughs> Yakuza Apocalypse. I know. I, I, see it. I have a pretty yeah. good idea how Sean's gonna react to. It. I oh, saw you, it already. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But I don't know. I, I, it's it's one Alec is he, you know what though? Alec has surprised me with his love of weird Japanese shit. So he might end up loving. Because yeah, Wild maybe. Zero, he he came away loving Wild Zero, and I was worried about that. But he loved it. So I don't know. Well, how could saying. you not? And I think I liked Itchy the Killer. Kind yeah, of. Yeah, I think you liked Itchy the Killer. Itchy the Killer's got some runtime issues. That's its biggest problem. I think his biggest problem is Kakihara isn't on screen all the time. Yeah. Every time he's off screen, everybody should be asking, where's Kakihara? I don't disagree. <laughs> that and it has some really awful uh, CG effects, but what are you going to do? Yeah, all the movies did back then. Uh, man, uh, but yeah, I almost picked Blade of the Immortal, too. That's also on there, which I loved. I really thought that was good, but I got I to gotta go Yakuza Apocalypse. Like uh, this month, This month might be like my hardest month picking what I'm actually gonna pick there's so, there's so many things on there. on there, like all right. That I, I was and and they and they curate their like categories really well. All right, so point of order. Even though these are on Tubi, can I put these on the flex so we don't have to watch commercials? Either way, uh, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> all, right, all right, I'm gonna do that. I mean, as long as it's on Tubi, we doesn't we don't have to watch it on Tubi. Okay. Fuck you, Tubi. You're not getting our ad revenue. <laughs> yeah. All right. Cool. All right. So yeah, Yakuza Apocalypse next week, uh, fellas. We're gonna have to record. Uh, that's some. We'll have to talk after hour after dark. We'll have to record probably a different time next week. We'll be watching that wrestling pay per view. Oh yeah, the AEW show. 
but we'll I mean, see. We could do we could do Monday. We'll, or, do, we'll do it after we're stopped recording. Oh, Sean left. Sean left already. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, bye everybody. Have a good uh, week and eat your own ass. Yeah, to death. Eat your own ass. Um. <laughs>